Lead and empower her with Dr. Julie Ducharme, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Lead and empower her with Dr. Julie Ducharme is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Dr. Julie Ducharme. Hi, I'm Dr. Julie Ducharme, back for another episode of She CEO Talks. So excited. I love this podcast because I get to talk to women around the world in different industries with such amazing stories, but also amazing connectivity between what they're doing, their struggles, their wins, and their successes. So today I'm really excited to have Courtney Martin on the show with us. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Courtney has been a successful person, a successful woman in sales for over 16 years in the medical industry. And now she is transitioning into her CEO position um, with her new company. She has a title of Mindset Coach, a new uh, course that is coming out. She's also a published author. And she's now in a position where she's really giving back from her experiences. She's now going back to that next generation coming through and trying to help them have a better start and more success. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today. So Courtney, really excited to have you on the show. And I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit of the backstory, like you were in sales, what, 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 you know, highs, lows, why did you transition to this? Sure. So, um, I was in right out of college. Um, I became a pharmaceutical rep and, um, at the age of 22 and it was gosh, a great job. I mean, company car, my laptop, um, an expense account, you know, benefits, a full, full package. Um, and I loved it. And I worked, I worked as a pharmaceutical rep for four years and, um, you know, won trips and awards and, um, you know, sales just came naturally to me and I loved it. And then, um, the company had a massive layoff. And so I was laid off and, um, took me a few months, but I, I, I was in the, um, disease state cardiology and I really loved, talking about it and, and learning about it. So I found another job selling heart monitors where I remained for 12 years, actually. And again, I, I loved it. And um, I did well, you know, one president's club, which is, you know, the top 10 in, in the company, um, you know, trips, awards, and and was super successful. And, um, and then I had a family. <laughs> um, but no, it, it wasn't because of my family. But, um, but it, as a working mom, it very much shifted uh, my focus and it was no longer, I no longer wanted to put in, you know, after hours and overtime, um, in my career, you know, I want to be at home with the kids and, and I found the work-life family life balance was, um, it was very hard and it was a struggle. And, um, because of that, I saw my my numbers go down. I was, I was not at the top anymore. I was, I stopped winning awards. Um, I stopped winning trips. I stopped getting the sales recognition and the bonuses. And it, 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 it did something to my mindset to where I, on the bottom and seeing my name at the bottom, um, I, I didn't have that same fire and passion and drive anymore. It really, um, took the wind out of my sails. And, you know, I understand my priorities had focused, you know, like a lot of working women's, um, you know, it just does. Um, but I never could kind of get back to the rep I once was. And, um, I struggled 
um, for years. And, um, you know, I had babies at home. I had like a baby and toddler. My kids are two years apart and this super competitive, demanding sales job where performance is everything. If you're not hitting your numbers, you're not getting paid. Um, and you do that on a consistent basis and, you know, your, your job's on the line. And, um, and then at home, you know, it's chaos for anyone who has, you know, younger children, it's fun chaos, but it's chaos. So I was just spread really thin and I just was feeling like I wasn't enough at work or at home because I, you know, was, um, when I was at home, I was thinking about how bad I was doing at work. <laughs> and when I was at work, I was thinking, I-, I wish I could be with my kids. I was feeling that mom guilt. So, you know, that imbalance after, um, after a, a while it got to me and I just struggled with it, it, extreme burnout until the point where I just, I told my husband, I said, I, I have to quit because this is way too much for me to handle. And I found that, you know, um, when you're struggling at work, um, it permeates into your home life. And I don't, I didn't feel like I was showing up for my family and they were my priority. So, um, I just, I quit and I thought, okay, this is going to be the answer to, to my, um, problems, you know, so as a stay at home mom for a little bit. And then there was just something in me that I wanted to keep going, but I didn't know what it was. And I felt, all I felt was, um, I had something more to give and it took me a while to figure that out. And what I, what kept um, kind of haunting me was the thought that I had failed at my job and not in a sense that my numbers or, or um, I was about to get fired. I had failed because I had allowed my mindset to get the best of me to where I had to stop. And it was that failure that I wanted to figure out why I had it and why you know, some, some, there are other people, my other good friends and colleagues were still at the top of sales rankings and doing so well and having the success, even working moms, how are they able to do it? And I wasn't. And so, um, I just kind of started researching it and, and, and looking into it. And, um, I did a lot of reading about neuroscience and psychology and, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we were talking the other day, I compared it to athletes and really, you know, professional, um, uh, athletes and even celebrities, um, where their mindset is everything. They can have the same skills, skill sets, but the, the athlete with the better, stronger mindset is going to want, be the one who succeeds long-term. And that is very much, um, parallel to sales. And, um, so I, I, I figured out, um, the reason my, I had burnout is because of the imbalance of the highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And so this sales course is all about giving salespeople the tools to have sustained long-term success. So they don't have that imbalance um, and they don't get burned out and and they can actually enjoy their job, have financial success and fulfillment at home and in their career. And, you know, a lot of things you said, you know, something I experienced very much when I moved into a very high level job, I had two kids just like you, they're about two years apart. Um, And when you talk about those wants, which I think is unique for women, because obviously we are the ones carrying them in our belly. We have this maternal instinct. And I, like you, was a very competitive woman who very much wanted to be in business and have a career. 
and thought I can have a career and have kids and be a good mom. And I experienced very much the similar things you did, right. Of just like, I'm not being a good mom because, you know, I'm not there enough, you know, or, Oh my God, I missed my kids play because I had to go to this thing. And I felt very much like I was having to decide between my, my family and my job, which, Mm -hmm. um, is interesting because typically men don't. Now, let me just say like, I love men. I am not a feminist. I'm like all about my male colleagues, but culturally guys don't have that maternal instinct. Like we do. They are not stressing about being home with their kids. (laughs) (laughs) They love their kids, but they're like, I'm totally cool being at work. And so when you talk about mindset, I think that's something that as women, we really have to overcome. (laughs) Pardon me. And and maybe not necessarily overcome, but understand, like you said, how do we do both, right? How do I be a good mom and, and also do my passion, right? Cause you mentioned you felt something was missing, right? And that's what the feminine mystique was all about in the seventies that Betty Friedman wrote about. It was like women went to college and they became educated, but then culturally they were supposed to get married and go home and do the family thing, but they were at home and they were getting depressed because they were like, there's something more, right? There's I'm, I'm more than just a mom, just a, just a cleaner, just a diaper. Yep. Right. And so I think for women culturally, this is something that's gone on for a long time, right? We culturally, yeah. I think the expectation was you pick one or the other. Yes. Um, you know, people would say to me like, so how does your husband feel about you working such a big job with having kids? Like things like that would be said to me. And I'd be like, what, what do you mean? How does he feel like, you know, or really do you, are you really a good mom if you're giving your kids formula and not breastfeeding because you're going to work? Right. And I'd be like, there's, my kids are going to be totally fine with formula. Right. Because I had to figure that out back in the day when I was having my kids, there was no place to breastfeed at my work. And it was very much so nice now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's now it's great. But I was like, do I go into my car or a dirty bathroom stall? Like I, so I chose to, to give my kids formula because I was like, I have to get back to work. Like I have to get back to work and I can't be breast feed bars pumping all this stuff. Um, so that's something that I chose that I very much got a lot, not like it's anyone's per- like, right. you know, but those are things I struggled with. And so I really, I appreciate you sharing that because I know you're not the only one and I'm not the only one, you know, and now today versus, you know, my daughter's almost 15 um, and my son's 12. So if we go back 15 years, which is not that long, but it really wasn't accepted in the workplace. Now I see CEO women coming in with their kids, packing plays in their office, breastfeeding yeah. while they're sitting at their desk. And I'm like, that's amazing. But, yeah. you know, not all of us have that luxury, right? I mean, not some people that are listening today may just be starting in sales, right? And they're like, Courtney, I have two kids. I'm starting in sales. Like, how do I do this? You know? Well, yeah. And you know, there's two things actually that you said that I, I, I want to touch on out of experience now that hindsight's, you know, always 2020, mm-hmm. obviously, um, two things I wish I would have known, um, when I, now I know I'm a working mom again, but when I was ex- having the extreme mom guilt, two things I didn't realize one was my kids are watching me. My mm-hmm. kids are watching me be the breadwinner. My kids are watching me show up, um, you know, for their, you know, class plays or eat lunch with them. Um, they saw me, um, leading presentations. Um, they saw me, um, you know, um, doing household chores, caring for them or whatever. 
what I missed was they saw me as more than I saw myself. Mm. And, you know, I think it's important that, you know, no matter, I mean, gosh, the even three-year-olds, you know, they um, pick up a more than, than we realize. And um, they idolize their moms, especially mm. period, whether they're stay at home or, or they have a job, but especially if they're juggling both, Mm-hmm. that is setting such a huge example, um, especially for your, um, if, if you have a daughter, um, daughter and son, but um, especially, you know, my daughter, where I felt I was failing because I wasn't able to be there at every second for her. And she was, you know, had daycare sitters. Um, she saw, wow, like, look at, look at what my, my mom's doing. My mom's incredible. You know, she's able to do all these things and be a mom. And I miss that. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think that as a working mom of young kids, I think that we need to give ourselves more credit and understand that we're actually paving the way for our children and setting a really good example. Like if you don't want to stay at home and be a homemaker, that's okay. Um, you can do both. You can create a job where you can have both or, you know, do something totally different. Um, and that's something I wish I would have understood um, rather than, you know, feeling like I was always a failure. The second thing is quantity versus quality. And I didn't realize this um, until I, I quit my job and, and was staying at home, but it's the quality and not the quantity. We can spend 24 hours with our children. Does that mean it's going to be quality 24 hours? No, it's just the stay at home moms. Guess what? They're not doing puzzles and playing hide and go seek and, you know, engaged every second of every day. They're cleaning the house. They're going to the grocery store. They're, they're doing other things. So I think a lot of times us, when we're working and we're away from our families, we think, oh my gosh, if I were home, I would be, you know, actively, you know, engaged and playing and all this stuff. And that's not the case. It's, yeah. it's not the amount of hours you spend around our children. It's, it's the amount, uh, it's the quality that we're able to provide when we are with them. And that's what they care about. They don't care about a mom who's sim- simply there, but not paying attention to them. They're going to remember, you know, the, the time that the active time spent with them. So yeah. the quantity versus quality is something that I wish I would have thought about. Yeah, I fully agree. And like I said, I think it, you know, we kind of do it to ourselves. I mean, culturally, obviously, and I, I, and I really don't think culture's intention was bad in expecting women to handle this. I think that culturally, maternally, I think we're better at it than men, right? Yeah. And nothing against <laughs> our, our male counterparts. I love my husband, but there's just some things that He's not great at, and that's totally okay. And vice versa. And I think that's the thing as women that we have to remember too, is that it's okay to not be good at everything. Right. And like you said, kids are really, they're so resilient, right? Like the things we're stressing over, you'll find out later that they're like, I don't even remember that. And I don't even care. You know, um, my son is 12 and he is in the very much don't care phase of his life. Like he's like, I don't want to put deodorant on. I don't want to wear a shirt. I don't want to change my clothes. I don't want to shower. Like I don't. And I'm like, don't you care that you'd be the stinky kid? And he's like, no. And I was thinking about that for a moment. I was like, oh my God, if we could just not, right? Like not, I mean, I, I like to shower and put on deodorant, but to just have that mentality of like, 
He's so free and he's not burdened down by any of those like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not, he's just like, I'll try this. I'll try this. You know? And I'm like, God, I love that because we're so like, oh, I didn't make that, you know, like I always joke about the Pinterest moms and God bless the Pinterest moms, but I'm not one of them, right? Where they make these like really amazing (laughs) things. You know, their lunches look like, you know, these, and I'm always just like Sandra's chips and some cookies. And, you know, the parents like, oh, you gave your kid cookies. I'm like, heck yeah, I gave my kid cookies. That was easy. They're going to eat them, (laughs) you know? And so, and and I grew up with a very practical mother, grandparents from the South, like everything was very practical. Um, And so I, you know, but that's the thing, like you said, I mean, I think as we're all working towards this, right. And I'm going to have to obviously share my book with you. It's about my journey, similar to yours, but of course, 15 years ago and all of those things, right? And the transition, right? You said you felt like you failed at your job, right? But you felt like you were failing as a mother. Same thing, Mm -hmm. right? I'm transitioning out of this big job and I'm like, everyone's going to think I'm a failure. Nobody cared. But in my mind, everyone was going to say, oh, look at Julie. She's a failure, right? You know, and so I built these things up in my mind. And then as you said, and let's maybe transition talking about that mindset. I had this day where I had to, like, I told my husband like this, I just need you to take off the day. I need you to take the kids. Like I need a day to get my mind together. Right. And so I had to shift my mindset to fully believe and being a former high level athlete, as you talked about believe that I could transition into a different part of my life and still be successful and still be good at it. And that I was struggling with understanding that I wasn't a one trick pony and that I could move into those industries. And so for me, like what you're doing uh, that I want to talk about next is that mindset. Now I went back to my sports mentality mindset, which is what's driven me over the last 15 years. Absolutely. But I kind of got lost in that for a bit. And, and as you mentioned those things, I'd like to talk about, you know, you have a class coming out and a book, and we're not going to give away too much information because you're going to do official launches on those. Um, but let's talk about your class a little bit and the mindset, because I know we called it, it's called the uh, winning mindset of sales. Of course, yeah. it sounds like this probably could apply to many other people in the industry, but I know you're focusing on sales right now. Um, and obviously don't give away too many secrets of it, but maybe you could get a few examples of how you help people with their mindset in that. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was in sales, it was like, I felt like I was beating my head against the wall. Nothing was working. Um, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did, no matter how hard I worked. Um, I I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't either retain customers or get new customers. Um, it just felt really hard all of a sudden. And, um, fast forward, um, I've now realized, um, you know, it was me that was in my way, but at the time I was blaming my company, um, my customers, uh, my upper management, my products. Um, but you know, I looked around me and I went, how come, um, there are this group of people that, uh, are able to hit, um, and surpass their goals every month, every year consistently, how we have the same products with the same product knowledge with the same training. We have the same management. We're both self-motivated individuals. We're in paid for performance sales. What's the difference? And so, um, that's why, you know, I, I researched it and, and, and figured it out. It's, it's all about our mindset. And, um, so for example, um, there's, I talk about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. 
and the growth mindset. This is just one of the modules, an example, but um, I, I see a lot of salespeople especially get stuck in the fixed mindset. And the difference is some of the growth mindset sees abilities as expandable. Like I'm not good at sales. Um, well, I can get better at sales um, with extra pra practice and role playing and effort and, um, you know, more, you know, um, FaceTime with customers and, you know, versus someone with a fixed mindset that goes, oh, I'm just, I just don't have it. I don't have what it takes. Why am I in sales? I'm never going to get better. I'm not very good at talking to people. I'm not very good at, you know, selling to people or selling my product. I'm just, um, you know, this just isn't cut out for me. Um, the, the, the person with the growth mindset, um, you know, they believe that with enough effort, um, they can, they can, you know, increase their school level and, and, and they do. So a person with the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset start off maybe on the, the same skill sets, like the athletes we were referring to, but the one with the growth mindset is going to be far more successful. And I, I talk about other things like, um, that, that same person, um, with the growth mindset, um, one of the reasons that they are more successful than a person with a fixed mindset is because they focus on the things that they can control and not what's outside of their control. And that was personal to me because I saw myself as, you know, we had product back orders. We had, um, um, uh, recalls you don't have a product to sell. How are you going to make any money? Why would I, you know, in my mind, I went, why should I even go to work today? I can't sell. I don't have a product to sell. You know, we're in a back order. Well, that, that was a fixed mindset. Someone with a growth mindset said, well, you know what, what can I control? I can't control the fact that I don't have products, but I can take this time to set up presentations and lunches and practice my presentation skills. I can go out and, and um, cold call so that I have more customers so that when I do have a product, you know, I, I have all these people that are going to want it. And so, um, you know, those are, those are, it's just, that's one example that I talk about and I kind of provide tools on how to get out of the fixed mindset and into the growth mindset. Um, the fixed mindset and the, and the whole course, basically the theme is how will we as salespeople put limits on ourselves? And we kind of, when we put limits on ourselves, then we're, we're stagnant and we're, we're idle and we always want to be moving towards success, want to be moving forward. And when we put limits on ourselves, like the fixed mindset, we're not moving to our success. We're staying put. So um, it, I, I provide tools to get you out of those limits and, um, you know, on a, on a forward trajectory so that you can have that, that long lasting success. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and it really is, you know, people used to say like, oh, you know, who is someone who stopped you along your way? And I was like, really the barriers were just me. I mean, they yeah. really were like, I can't go and say like, this person stopped me from being successful. And it, and it really wasn't the case. And, and it, I played sports for a long time and, and I coach as well And mindset, especially in our youth, right. It, it's a difficult thing to train. Um, yeah. especially today, I feel like we're, uh, you know, everyone gets a trophy. And so, you know, you've got to kind of go through those ups and downs and struggles to really build your mindset and your character, right? Like nothing gives you a little perspective more than an actual, like, you know, uh, loss, right. Absolutely. Of like, right. Like how do I deal with that loss? How do I come back? I mean, COVID was a really good example of us having to, 
uh, adjust our mindsets, be innovative, change the way we look at things. It, it, COVID messed with a lot of people, right? And a lot of businesses. And I myself even got caught up in that for a little bit of like, how do I, how do I change things around? Like, what do I do with my business? Like, and so I really had to change my mindset there. And so I really think what you're doing is powerful, obviously in sales as well. Sales has a lot of ups and downs. It's super intense. It's pressured. um, And I think it takes a very unique person who can handle that pressure to do it. So I think that's really important. I'm really excited for your class to come out and your books coming out soon as well. Now we're getting closer to the end of our podcast. Um, Before we go though, I wanted to ask you one question. I love to ask everyone this question. Um, One is if you could go back to your younger self, Mm-hmm. and give your younger self advice, what would you tell yourself? Um, you know, it's so funny. I would say, listen to that inner voice. Cause my inner voice has always said, go on your own, be an entrepreneur. I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit, but I've always had the negative self-talk saying, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You can't do it until now. Um, but I also, um, on the flip side, I, I feel like I had to go through what I went through to get to where I am now. So um, I guess I would just say, girl, everything's going to work out fine. Yep. I love it. I love it. Trust your gut. Every That's time right. I don't, every time I don't trust my gut or my intuition, I'm like, Julie, you know better. <laughs> I know it's so true. It's, it's so strong. It's never going to fail you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, as we're getting to the end here for some of our people who might be driving, what is the best way if they are interested in your class, your book, or even having you come in person to talk yeah. or train or inspire them? What's the best way for them to find you? CourtneyMartinMindset.com. Perfect. And that's where we can find links to the book, links to the course, all of that yeah. stuff. Yep. So, you'll find all my social links, um, Courtney Martin Mindset um, on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. And, um, and yeah, book and my courses, um, everything I have going on will be on that website. So, so come, come, you know, even if you don't buy anything, just come and say hi. And, and, um, I'd love to hear from everyone. Absolutely. Networking is the most powerful thing. So you don't always have to buy something to network someone. I tell people all the time, message me. I'd love to just with you. Um, and especially as women, I feel like our networking is so powerful because the power of a referral from, you know, everyone, like, right. When her moms are like, what's the best diaper, like who's the best, whatever. Right. And so I always trust when I hear things from like, Hey, I know this person, they're great. I love them and I use them, which I can say that about you. And so for those of you listening, if you're driving right now, don't worry, the links and everything will be in there. Of course, you can always message me to get a direct connect to Courtney as well. Check out her upcoming book as well as her class. And we will do a follow-up probably, let's say we're going to have to do a follow-up in like six months and see where you're at because you're right in this perfect kind of transition phase of your life. And I'd love for our listeners to see how that looks six months from now or eight months from now. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. And as I always thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And as I always say, live, love, laugh, and always be your authentic self. Thanks for listening to Lead and Empower Her with your host, Dr. Julie Ducharme. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we'll see you on the next episode.